the Swoosh Life Podcast. Season 2. Hello, and welcome to the Swoosh Life Podcast. You are now listening to episode 18 of season 2, episode 33 overall. We hope you enjoy the show. See, that was not bad. That was a good one. Uh, we do apologize. That was a good- yeah, that was a good one. Um, it's like a flight attendant, you know, like uh, getting ready for Blue Man Group or something. I don't know. Uh, we are back, though, boys. Swoosh Life Podcast coming at you live on probably a Thursday when you're listening to it now because we had technical difficulties last night. Um, storm rolled through here in Syracuse, knocked my stuff out. Um, he's on vacation up in the Adirondacks. Matt's in the Chicago area, and uh, yeah, it just didn't want to work last night. So for that was on a Tuesday for a Wednesday like we normally do, but we're back on a Wednesday for a Thursday. So we are here. We hope that you enjoy listening to any of the podcasts at any time, whenever you feel that it strikes your fancy, whether you're mowing the lawn, playing some golf, whatever. You're here, you're listening, and we're back after Memorial Day weekend. Crazy weekend. Keith. How you doing up there? You're up in the Adirondacks having some fun. How's your weekend? Weekend was great. And welcome back. I'll cover it for you, Gumpy. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, weekend was great. I was on a, a four-day bender at a wedding this weekend from Friday to Monday. And then Tuesday, I was able to get in 18 holes up here. I'm in Old Forge, New York right now, coming to you live in our camp. That's actually a house that we call a camp. <laughs> it's actually a man. It's it's not it's up to, up here. My my father father in law uh, built this house, um, and it's been just a work in progress ever since you know I came into the family. I think it's been ten years, and the house is done. It's it's crazy up here. But I got an I got an eighteen holes at Thunder Golf Course up here. Gummy played there last year with me. Awesome. We'll get another round in and fly fly Matt in. Uh, Really nice golf course. Um, up and down round. Was not happy with with my wedge game there. It's a little rusty, and usually that's my my little strong point. And a little shaky with my putter. And I've always been shaky with my putter. And maybe I can ask you guys for help if you guys have any putting tips or anything towards the end of the uh, end of the podcast. But I cannot pull the the putter head back without shaking. It's really weird. Ooh. Oh, little Will Zalatoris action. Yeah, you got a little wobbles. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, your scripting was on point. Gumby, how, how you I, I did okay. Um, I had a, I also had a bender of a weekend, a wedding in New Hampshire, um, and then got back um, Monday afternoon, got out there, hung over, shot a 44 on the front, and then uh, went off on the back nine and bogeyed 18 to shoot 37 one over so that was a little harsh uh which is all i want to do is play today league wednesday let's get out there and we've got more storms rolling in so that was canceled so but that's the nice thing about playing league twice a week did either of you rock yeah did either did either of you rock the adg4 keith you were supposed to rock the adg4 for the wedding any dance floor reviews my uh I got a lot of fire emojis because I posted them 
uh, I wore them to the rehearsal dinner <laughs> on Friday night and uh, I wore them to the church. I, uh, I blessed them in the church of the Lord on, on Friday. <laughs> so they were good to go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I went out on, on Monday with them too. So they are, they're real comfortable. Have to use a lockdown strap. Like have to get that second, that last eye loop in so that your heel locks in um, for me, but really good. So yeah. And uh, like I said, Keith's on a bender. I was on a bender. There might or might not be uh, video evidence of me eating a cheeseburger horizontal across a hotel room bed singing God bless America at 930 at night on a Sunday. Like I said, or not. So, uh, yeah, I mean, here we are. And now, Matt, you didn't have you got back for the weekend, but yours is really about the week. And going to the Ozarks, going to Southern Missouri to play Payne's Valley out at, I don't even know. It's not Blue Jack National. That's the one in Texas. It's just like Big Oak National. It's it's everything. Yeah. yeah, Big Cedar Lodge. I had the wrong. Okay, I had the right. <laughs> Two out of three. Wrong tree. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but tell us, tell us, how was Payne's? How, how was the week? Well, let me kick it off by saying, I don't think there's anything more patriotic than you sitting on a bed singing about a cheeseburger. God bless America. Uh, <laughs> I was a little disappointed. I was expecting some Hulk Hogan. I am a real American, maybe. But yeah, Big Sierra Lodge, pretty amazing piece of property. Even more amazing golf courses. We got to play Payne's Valley, which is named after the late, great Payne Stewart, who's from the area. So uh, you know, the reason it's not named after Tiger, there isn't more Tiger stuff. You've got some, a lot of Payne Stewart because he grew up in Springfield right there. Um, remind me to tell you about our caddy, by the way. Our caddy had a special relationship with Payne um, and with Nike. I think you guys will get a kick out of that. But you guys are probably, that's not why you called. You hear about the course. Uh, course was phenomenal. We drove in, drove nine hours from Chicago to south of Branson. So you know you're in Branson when you see the Yakov Smirnoff Theater uh, <laughs> right there on the, the, the city limits or the town limits. And uh, if you're old enough to remember Yakov Smirnoff, uh, get some icy hot for your back because I feel your pain. And if you're not old enough, enjoy your youth. But I digress. We get to Big Cedar Lodge and it's just pouring. You guys got storms right now. It is pouring. Uh, so not to Keith and his love of Jurassic Park. I've posted a couple stories because you pull up to Big Cedar Lodge and the actual check-in is like a two-mile trail away, and it's pouring, and you got four city slickers in this big car that's about as wide as the road. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Johnny Morris, the founder of Bass Pro Shops, he's kind of created this really awesome piece of property, and there's babbling brooks built into it, but you can't tell that it's like a babbling brook because if it's just pouring everywhere and the only light you see is from lightning, <laughs> it's a lot like Jurassic Park. It's pretty scary in the dark there. So got the Weird Al reference in on my reels there, but we made it. The rain cleared out just in time for us to play the next day. Got rained out the other two days, so we didn't get to play Buffalo Ridge, Top of the Rock, or Mountaintop, which are like Jack Nicholas design, Gary Player design, all this cool stuff. But we did get pains in. That was the number one thing we wanted to get out there, and we did get Ozark National in, which is the second, and some people think the better course. That's awesome, man. It, it seemed like we saw some of your photos, obviously, um, you and your brother out there. I think your brother was rocking, was rocking Govern uh, Bread 11s, which are ridiculous. So um, that's awesome. And, and just kind of like 
taking that trip and getting out there is is a really cool experience. I know it's something that we want to do as a group and together. Um, Keith may make the trip here on Saturday. We might get around it. Not sure yet, but uh, tea time stands at 9.04 if you want to play there, Keith, um, at the club. Oh, so, um, but, yeah, we are uh, – we have a busy episode this, this week. Um, we kind of started recording last night. Matt did a lot more on Payne's Valley. And so if you want to hear um, a lot more from Payne's Valley, um, let us know. And we can talk about kind of these courses that are being designed today by Tiger, his philosophy, stuff like that. So from uh, Blue Jack to Payne's to even Pop Stroke, his little like um, putting, you know, <clears throat> putt-putt courses kind of thing. We can get into a whole episode about that if that's what you guys want to listen to. But um but then we kind of realized we had a lot more to talk about this week um, in a crazy week. So on, some on deck uh, topics for today is the LIV golf announcement and some of that stuff that has happened. Matt's got a rant ready to go. Um, Michelle, we taking a step back, but then playing in our last U S open this week. Uh, obviously it's Memorial week, break out the milkshakes. And of course, Keith's pick at the end. Now, Matt, I hear you've been doing some your research. You've been you've been putting some stuff together. What do you have? We have final actual standings on Keith's picks. This right? Do we not? We do. And Keith started hot out of the gate. He called Scotty winning the waste management. Uh, he called Rory at Genesis. He called uh, Brooks having the highest finish at Honda Classic. He started off hot. He won four of the first five, actually, Gumby. So you won, and uh, I was feeling pretty low. That's why it's called Keith's Picks and not Gumby's Picks or Matt's Picks right now. But then you negotiated that uh, the majors were worth two points, so you got the win with Scotty. I'm giving myself the extra point, even though he didn't win, but I had Rory at the PGA, who finished the highest. Yes. That means the current standings are Keith at five correct picks, Gumby and Matt at six. Yeah. So it's currently Gumby and Matt's pick, I think. I'd but. like to also apologize for the oh, stinker, the absolute stinker that I put out last week. Um, I just need to apologize for that. I need to go first this week. Um, but yeah, I I don't know what I was thinking. Like it even uh like Sage called me out last week for thinking with my wallet and not my heart. Um and so sorry, Doug Gim, but probably never again. Um, and I just want to also point out six wins with two DNFs from Paul Casey. Thank you very much. Back-to-back weeks. So you never know. You never know. I'm coming. I'm coming for that. We're going to build, we're going to make like a belt season long chase. I got the one withdraw from uh, Brooks. So I got that to my credit. Uh, but I think the cool thing is even with Casey pulling out, uh, Keith actually picked Casey for the players championship, which was a really impressive pick. So Yep. Kudos to you. And, and maybe that should be counting as two. And then would it be a three-way tie, but still not officially a major. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so stay tuned. Well, my, my picks are, I go, my, my picks are just like my golf game starting off hot and just uh, fades away throughout the round. I feel your pain, man. My last three rounds, I've just been fading the last three holes of my last three rounds. Just been brutal. I can say, I can say the same thing. Even in the last three holes of, of, of that heater back nine, I went bogey, um, par bogey after a birdie. So it was like birdie, bogey, par, 
bogey. So to finish plus one, which was, you know, so we gotta, uh, we gotta change our mindset and finish strong. We just gotta finish strong, boys. While that is brutal, I pulled a quad on 16 Ozark oh, National. No. That's never great. Nope, nope. Uh, hooked a hybrid into the water and it, it was just messy from there. Oh man. Yeah. I, uh, I always deal with back issues. They haven't been terrible, but I'm, I'm definitely like stiffer. I gotta, I gotta start sitting better in a different location on the couch. Uh, um, I, for, for those of you, by the way, I just want to tell my caddy story really quick. Yes, uh, please. Shout out to Smiley. So we're on the range. Uh, the range is shared between Ozark national and it's shared between Payne's Valley. Uh, they're both on the top of the peaks of the, of these Hills, these mountains, phenomenal setup but they share a driving range they're still under construction so they have plans for two more courses out there and for Payne's valley to have its own driving range um by the way Payne's valley easily the best pre-game and post-game of any round i've ever played um a 45 second drive through the rocks you get escorted to the first tee so there's nobody bothering you or hanging out at the first tee the starter kind of brings you down which, by the way, before that, there's a little putting green with a Tom Watson designed uh, nine hole putting course that you can go through. So it helps settle some bets. Then you play the 18 and they take you up to the 19th hole, top of the rock. You do get a poster from the day that they played a match over there. Um, I still want somebody to explain to me how Justin Rose got in that foursome. It was it was Rory. It was Tiger. Tony Finau, right? Was that the third Nike guy? No. <laughs> Who was the third? That's who they should have gotten as the fourth. That's right. But the, Jason Day. Jason Day was the third, right? So you've got Day, Rory, was it? Tiger. Oh, no. Oh, we'll, we'll get R&D on it. I'll check it right yeah. now. But, but yeah, either way, so Smiley. Of, speaking of the match, the match that's going on between Tom Brady um, and Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, just is ridiculous, by the way. I just – it's just – are you actually following that? No. I watched the men's soccer game instead because, like, it's not – It's first off, sorry, this is a tangent on Smiley, and I apologize, Smiley. Uh, but, like, first off, Mahomes and Allen are now the rivals, and they're playing on the same team, which makes no sense to me. So, on that, and then we're – like, at least be a one golfer, like, or two golfers, like – that's all. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, it was Justin Thomas. You, you, you told, you're totally right for calling me out. It was yeah. Tiger and Justin Thomas beat Rory and Justin Rose. But yes. sorry, the Justin Rose wearing Jordan still bothered me. So anyway, so Smiley comes up and he's like, hey, are you the Brown group? And, you know, yeah, hey, we shake hands and all that stuff. And then we go down to the short game area. Smiley disappears. He comes back. Smiley goes, you a bunch of Nike guys? <laughs> we're like, oh. we're like what, what, what do you mean by Nike guys? He's like. Well, I used to caddy for two Nike, like two of the former like Nike tour players, like some of the first guys that they ever signed. Uh, he retired from caddying in 2003. So he had two Nike guys uh, that he bagged for. It was kind of cool to hear me. You know, he still had the pitch down. He's like, I was like, yeah, they make great clubs, man. He goes, well, sure. Anytime you get, get the guys that made Ben Hogan clubs to get your, make your clubs, of course, you're going to make good stuff. So shout out to Smiley. He had a, he had a ton of, stories that i'll tell you guys uh after and it might have been about one of the players that's in the match right now so either way i'll drop that little one uh but i won't share it in the podcast because it's not my story to tell so but uh yeah back to the, the rant on liv uh i think that's where oh, we were at you're going straight to liv i was gonna leave that for like no, after the break. break we gotta get we gotta 
get to We're, there's so many topics we're all over that's just okay here we go we're starting the show now we had our intro great intro i mean me coming up with one every week is just whew, top-notch creativity right there let's start with wheezy to the, as we go into break, the before the break and after the break liv memorial and all that stuff so wheezy wheezy baby announces her retirement from golf um, this past week um, to join Nike um, as a sports rep model ambassador creative, something like that, um, which is pretty cool title and pretty appropriate for we um, to be joining that and to be pushing women's athletics and women's sports especially golf forward which is awesome so um also working with la golf out there um now to again push women's golf forward which is huge so um and she's playing this week um in the u.s women's open as her last um event um not defending her title but defending that she has won a u.s open women's u.s open before as well so um guys your thoughts on Michelle Wee's career, legacy, um, and future with the swoosh. Nick. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. He doesn't go here anymore. Who, who, oh, my God. I don't even know who, who I was looking at. I don't even know who, who was are you calling me? I want to know that right now. I think I was going to you, Were Keith. You well, if you would have changed your name to Keith instead of Tiger Woods, your name on, on Zoom right now is Tiger Woods because he thinks he's a hot shot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. What well, this is this is an off-the-rails podcast from the get-go, from the difficulties last night to now. This is an off-the-rails podcast, which means it's gonna be our one of our best. Uh Keith. Will you please give me your thoughts? You know why I said Nick? Because Nick loves Michelle Wee. That's why I said Nick. Gosh. Gotcha. Well, I've been working on my two iron game for Nick, so I can't wait to beat his ass when we play sometime. <laughs> he was chirping me in the DMs, so I had to, uh, I got to give him back and go live on the podcast and just give it back to him right now. But yeah. no, Michelle, he was, she was the up and coming star. She lived up to it. You know, 16 playing on a PGA event, you know, you know, right before she signed with Nike. But she was our lead woman, you know, her and Susan Peterson or Pedersen. Sorry. Um, those two were the ones that took off Nike golf for the for the girls side. So it's everybody's got to do what they got to do. But Michelle, Michelle put Nike golf on the map for the for the girls. She really did winning that U.S. Open. The style that she had, you know, just, you know, her swing style, the way she putted and everything, but she looked good doing it in our stuff. Clean cut, swish all over the place, could rock any shoe possible when she was on the course. And, you know, she had a great career. I'm glad she got the one of the most important majors under her belt, the U.S. Open. And what a way to go out by, you know, hopefully she makes the cut, but what a way to go out playing the U.S. Open one final time. You know, she's got the family now and everything, and and, and Nike's still going to be under her belt and on her side, you know, with all these projects coming up. So it'll be good to see. I don't know. Matt, what do you think? A huge Michelle Wee fan. Have been an interesting thing when we were going back and I was trying to, like, 
listen to the picks. Obviously, I had to listen to some of the episodes. And we did a really good job, I think, during the the March swooshness, our March tournament that we did. And we talked about that U.S. Open win because we had a rank kind of high. People gave us some gave me some grief for ranking it so high. And I'm going to reiterate what I said in that episode. And it's just, you know, that is there's a lot of young phenoms that didn't make it. And she did. She made it. And I think the even cooler news for us is that she's going to be I just looked it up here. Athlete collaborator and part of the Nike think tank. And I, I, was, I think it's I was great. close with my description. You were. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you were fantastic. I, I'm just I'm like Tony Reale here. I'm just I, I agree. Of, a little corrections at the end. But no, you're dead on. You're close. But yeah, so I think it's awesome that she's going to continue the relationship because my fear was like that they would cut her off and then or that she would leave completely. And then four years from now, you know, say, you know, you have your kids. My kids are getting a little bit older. You start to get a little bit of your freedom back as they get older. Maybe she would want to compete again. Maybe she'd want to be like Tiger and say, you know what? Like Tiger said, he came back for his kids. You know, they, they wanted to see dad win. So maybe she wants to show that mommy could win in a few years. But yeah, you know, congrats to her uh, for on the next phase. Congrats to uh, Mr. Wee, Johnny Johnny West over there. Congrats. There we go. Johnny West guy. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, congrats to the family. Good for them. Um, I like what she's doing with LA Golf. I can't say I'm completely happy with everybody that collaborates with LA Golf right now. Two out of the three are Deutsche Banks, uh, but Michelle Wee, uh, you know, I'm happy to uh, go ahead and buy a Michelle Wee LA golf shaft, but no interest in the other two bozos right now. <laughs> yeah, I, um, man, I remember when they came out with the Blazers and she could rock like a diamond studded like blazer like golf shoe. And I was like a little jealous <laughs> to be that it was a, only a women's shoe and not like a men's like shoe would have absolutely taking that in a heartbeat almost like the the chuckas right with a nice like high top um golf shoe would have been great um but yeah style unmatched and like grace as well like has always handled herself like to the utmost professional standard which i think is really really awesome in being um a person of, of color, a person, a woman, all of that stuff, like all the things that she has to go through, um, not only just as a golfer, but with all of that other stuff. Um, and so, you know, always handling it like the most professional way. I mean, almost to like Rory levels of like professionalism in way she handled herself on the tour and all that stuff so um and everyone loved her and she's been a part of Stolheim cups and stuff like that and i think she'll probably continue um you know being there and coaching and other stuff um so and a stanford product and congratulations little sidebar to stanford on winning the women's national championship um this past week with uh rachel heck nike athlete um nil deal uh rosang unfortunately signed a NIL deal with another company today, which we will not talk about, but still Stanford women's golf rocking it. Um, and men's championship going on right now. I'm not sure who has won yet, but, um, but men's championship also happening at the moment. So we might have to give you an update on that, but yeah, really awesome to see um, the way that Michelle, Wee has, you know, really finished her career and um what she did for the game of, of women's golf and, and everything. We're really, really excited to see what she does next, which is great. So, um, gents, how about we take an early break 
right now. We reset this craziness and let's get into the LIV after these words from our sponsors. And we are back. I still have no idea who won the men's national championship yet. Maybe we'll have that by the end of the episode. But LIV, the first initial field has been announced for the matchup in London. Uh, team event, 48 players, Greg Norman, whatever. Some surprises names on this list. And some I'm just like, see you later, bye, truthfully on this um before matt gets into his rant because i know he needs to rant uh, how many other how have you, you guys do you watch football do you have you seen like the xfl or the usfl or anything like that have come back because football is like king of america and people they've tried these leagues but a couple of them have failed xfl being one of them almost twice now there was like i think that not the afl but maybe oh darn i can't remember what it was but there was it was big they got a ton of creatives to help all all this stuff and then they failed after like a year and like big execs left big time positions to go start this league and then they failed and all i get from the liv is failure vibes that it's just going to be a one and done thing run through all their money run through 250 million in one year in purses and these players are just going to be left out in the dust because they have decided to chase money over loyalty and i don't know I like kind of I'm okay if those people go away, which is terrible to say, but like, I, I just have that feeling. And, and there's like, there are no Nike guys in the field at this time. I think we only had like 42 out and then out of 48. So maybe six more people coming, whatever. Um, but, so there's no Nike guys to, to worry about at this time, but still like, I don't know. I just, I am, I'm curious in a little bit about team play, but also TV deals, TV rights make the world go round and they don't have one. So yeah, I don't know. All right. Keith first, then Matt, the floor is yours. Yeah. We'll save the best for last. Cause he's ready to rock and roll. Um, I, I just feel like I'm not, a fan of this and I'm with you Gumby like they're going to run out of money and that's going to be it and we've seen yes I've seen football leagues fold um I've seen minor hockey leagues fold too on the same thing it's it's time and money it you know is that experience and that that time it takes time to build something it goes with anything a company you know it takes years and if you don't have the money or if it's going to maybe run out in one year, it's, it's done and over with. So I don't care. This, the, the list of the field is like, blah, you know, <laughs> it's so, blah. I wonder what, yeah. yeah, it's, am I going to even turn it on? I, I can't even answer that question right now. I, maybe to see what golf course they're playing just to see the course. Maybe 
I don't even know when it's on, when it's coming on. I know it's coming on, you know, soon in June, but it's, it's tough. You know, the biggest name on there, DJ, I know he's not one of ours, but like, what's, if he's going over for the money, like what's going on in his personal life kind of thing or, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I am kind I'm, of I'm not, sponsor ties too, right? Like yeah. skipping RBC. Drops skipping RBC, who yeah. he, he was an ambassador for, cut uh, ties today from him, um, to play yeah. in this event is just like also baffling. Like sponsors give you money continuously. Like, right. like golf tournaments, whether you don't, you know, like they, so I don't know. The rumor is that the rumor is it's a hundred million dollars for him to show up. I don't know to how many events, hundred million dollars. Jesus. I mean, it's, I can't fathom that money. No one has dangled that carrot in front of me to say, go do something else. And, and so I can't, cannot judge on that but i don't know and and here's the other thing before matt again i'm sorry we're delaying you but arnold and jack did start another tour correct like they broke away from pga of america to start the pga tour i believe is what tiger said in his presser before the pga um or golf america something like that uh but they did that in the early slash prime of their careers, not at the end, like, and I'm not saying that Greg um, Herman has started this league. He has just happened to be the face for what is like Saudi backed, you know? Um, and so, um, so there are like precedent that the other leagues can start, but it's just, I don't know. It it's just feels, We're lost weird. feels weird. Just I'm not sure. All right, man. What do you have and what are your thoughts on DJ LIV and just the whole overall thing? So when we talked about it a few weeks ago, and it became like a topic like two weeks in a row where it kept festering and it kept building up, and we were talking about it. And at the time I said, look, this is millionaires arguing with millionaires and it's millionaires with, you know, arguing with millionaires backed by billionaires. So the question becomes, right. Who, who do you really want to cape for? Who do you really care about? Do you want to defend the PGA of America who seems to be kind of mean to their players? Do you want to go with the PGA players who want to defend the tour that's, you know, housed them and that they have allegiance to or are you going to go with the people who are trying to make the PGA tour better by going to a rival league, which I just find to be a total load of, you know, what, right. <laughs> there's, there's no way you're doing this for altruistic reasons. And Lee Westwood is the only one who came close. He's the only one who even came close to having even a modicum of credibility with me. Cause at least he said, well, you know, who would turn down this kind of money and, you know, who are you to blame other countries that are without blame, right? And he tried to play that claim and all that, right? Here's why I'm going to side with the PGA Tour on this one. And this is why I might as, you know, I had to think about it. And I'm like, okay, so who am I really in the corner of here? I'm in the corner of the PGA Tour. We're going to talk about, before the memorial, Rory played in a pro-am today. Mm -hmm. He played with the CEO of Nike. They play a pro-am before every single PGA tournament. 
Lots of companies pay to be part of that pro-am and guess where all that money goes? It goes to charity. Yep. Okay. So unless you tell me that you're taking that hundred million dollar appearance fee, check, whatever it is, that blood money, and you're going to donate half of it to try and make America a better place. Like, I don't care about you. I just don't. Right. Because you can't tell me that you're really concerned about paying your mortgage on your fourth home or that you're worried about paying for your kid's education or your kid's kid's education. You have generational worth. If you're a Chase Kepka, hey, man, I don't blame you. Go over there and play. Yeah. Taylor. I do. Sure. Don't blame you. Yep. I don't blame you. But there, you know, you can go around with this whole hum, oh, gee, shucks, you know, hands in your pocket, one word answers that everybody thinks is cute and funny. But at the end of the day, you're taking blood money, man. So, you know, it is what it is. $100 million meant more to you than your two masters and your PGA championship. So I honestly don't think that they'll ever deny Dustin Johnson coming back to the PGA tour. I really don't see them like saying, okay, it's a lifetime ban. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't think the ban hammer is going to work in this situation. But yeah, I wouldn't blame him if he had to take a sabbatical or something like Uncle Phil had to. Um, look, PGA Tour has some stuff that it has to work on. It's not super transparent. I get it. We don't know what those guys are pulling in just to run tournaments, right? Like, you know, they get to run as a charity, just like the NFL does, mm-hmm. which I find super interesting in this country. You know, you have billion dollar franchises that get to, you know, go tax free for a little bit because <laughs> they're charities. Yeah. At the end of the day, PGA Tour does do a lot of good charity work. They do have the TV contracts. That's probably what I'm going to watch every Saturday and Sunday. They have the history. I guess my thinking is, did you think about the long game here? And you didn't because your long game doesn't care. Your, your long game is the $100 million check in your bank account, according to reports, right? That's all you care about. Don't, don't give me this stuff about I want to make the tour better for everybody else. You want to make it better for everybody else? Take that $100 million and support the APGA. Support yeah. a minor league, support a corn fairy, sponsor a couple of guys that are trying to make it. Pick some dudes that need sponsor money to travel and to get on, on course. Gabby Lemieux, N7, Nike sponsors her, first Native American to make a U.S. Women's Open. Go support the women's game with that $100 million you're about to take if you are so altruistic. If you are so, so without, like if you're so honorable. But let's just face it, Lee Westwood should have just came out and said like he would have scored a ton of points like, yo, dude, she took half. She took half and I need my money. It's true. Right. And if Phil had said, Hey man, Hey man, I went full fig jam Phil in my forties. Like I haven't matured at all. And I'm in deep with some dudes and I needs the money. Cool. Just say that you need it and then go do it and and go away with your eight majors or whatever you got. Go away with your two majors, DJ, go take that money and go away. Because here's the other thing. If this thing takes off, guess what? What do you think? The Saudis are going to start, you know, they're going to own all the other majors eventually. Like that would be the plan, right? They would take over all the events. They're trying to like outbid for everything. So they're actually trying to just gobble up everything that's been built already. So that's my view on it. You know, don't just don't. Here's the thing. I let people do it as long as you're not hurting anybody. And I'm going to let that one breathe a little bit. As long Mm -hmm. as you're not hurting anybody, I usually don't care what you do. Right. Just don't come at me with, I'm trying to do better by the players when you're going to put all that money in your bank account. Right. You're not helping. All you're doing is the players at a a disservice now by like making it harder to associate with you now, you know, like what's, what's going to happen. I mean, I don't think Brooks and DJ are as close as they used to be um, when everyone thought they were like the bash bros. Um, and so, but like, 
what's gonna happen you see brooks just like playing like a random round like just fun day with like dj speculation is gonna start all this stuff like they're just friends they play on different tours you know what i mean like but that you're not putting brooks at a great service of creating speculation or anything like that like and yeah no one's perfect no tour is perfect it's like <laughs> seeing Jock Peterson and Tony Fom get into a slapping match over fantasy football. Like no, no league, no matter what it is, is perfect. And apparently Mike Trout's a terrible commissioner because he let this happen. But and he owned it. He said, he said everybody hits the commission today. So, you know what I mean? But like, that is like, that's PGA tour. I don't think people hate, you know monahan or whatever but i think they want to see like change that at least that they have some rights in it but i can tell you i don't think you're going to have much rights on this liv thing too because to be off the jump not have a, a media like rights like thing they're not going to receive anything back and if it's going to have to be personal videographers whatever posting content so that they get any sort of like traction and and i would assume that they will wise up start posting their own content and then they're going to want to control some of that aspect with rights with the players because it is money and so and they have to like make something back so no matter what like your rights aren't your rights like at least or they will be for like a fee you know kind of thing like so uh, i don't know it's it's definitely yucky it's definitely not the best i <laughs> the other part of this i feel for these courses right so um the one course coming to the United States is Pumpkin Ridge in Oregon, which we know because we follow a lot of Nike people. And that is where Nike league night is for the golf people out there in at world headquarters and Pumpkin Ridge private club went up, I believe two to three thousand dollars for membership this year alone because they are hosting an liv event and members have to pay extra money for stuff this year because they have to get the course ready for an liv event with hospitality grandstands stuff like that and so and then why, why don't they why don't they just you know get a gofundme with dustin johnson to donate i know and so exactly. So it's quite interesting to see that other side of it too, because imagine if you're belong to a prestigious club like that, and then for years, and then a club decides to make that choice with those people, and you have now maybe ousted some members because they are being put in that. It, it doesn't doesn't bode well for those type of courses i don't think but uh, yeah you know, like you mentioned finding a new course to find to play their league at too but mm -hmm. i had i had two things just real quick on this has the pga come out and slapped anybody on the wrist yet 
No, they said today that it would be right. a case by case basis and it would probably be fines and suspensions, not banning. <laughs> it's a $99 million fine. <laughs> Can you <imagine? laughs> So, but I like case by case is probably because, like, if a world number 10 in like or 13 he is in, in DJ um, wants to play an event, it's going to be hard for them not to. But <laughs> I can imagine that for a little bit of time, I mean, this is what I would do because I'm a petty mother, but I would, would like bury him with like two amateurs and like a 707 like start, you know, like kind of thing for like multiple weeks <laughs> like just just playing the just you know weather's coming in early late to the bad draw okay that's dj's draw like see ya. you know i don't know i don't know probably not but just one of those things what was your other point Keith? i don't know i forgot already <laughs> he's still on his no <laughs> I have a comment about DJ. It must be him and Gretzky, or it must be something going on behind the scenes, you know, where he needs the extra coin. Him and Gretzky going Gretzky's at it. He's got that lacrosse league that he's starting. Oh, great. Yep. Lacrosse league? Yeah. Uh, Wayne Gretzky was on Spit and Chicklets, and he, it was a really good interview. I usually don't listen to it. My brother sent it to me because it's the great one. Shout out to Wayne Gretzky, part Polish. So, stole that. But anyways, uh, yeah, Gretzky was like, yeah, when I was a kid, I, can't, I couldn't wait to put down my hockey gloves and go play lacrosse for the summer. So, you know, back in the day when kids actually changed sports instead of being like one sport machines that get burned out. Yeah, uh, as a soon to be dad and by soon, I mean, like we're still like four and a half months away. Um, I, That'll be here before you. If my kid wants to play sports. I will encourage them to play multiple sports because their dexterity and all that stuff, I think is just super important with, with all of that. Like you want to play lacrosse, go play lacrosse. You want to play soccer? Great. You want to play golf? There's a lot more scholarships in women golf. So awesome, you know, but uh, we'll see. We'll see where we get. I'm not, can't force anything on them either. You know, sorry, that was a tangent. As you can see, I'm in. That was a good one dad mode um uh yeah i i don't know what to think about it i'm so like whatever too also we just talk about the formatting in the fucking way that excuse my language that this list came out like have you ever filled out an excel sheet before my goodness the like just terrible terrible Man, it's terrible right there. That's terrible. And then some of these are team events and some of these are not. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what that means. Introduce me to new formats. Like, two-man team? What's a four-man team? Is it going to be four-man, two-man basketball? Like, playing against two other people? You're just playing a score? Like, give me some, like, matchups. Like, okay, Man. if you're going to – if you're – here's the thing. If you're going to get me into this league, right – I need this to be like Dodgeball, the movie. All right. I need cool uniforms. I need team matchups, like rivals going at each other. Like, oh, the, the Cobras and Average Joe's Gym don't like each other. They're going at it on the golf course. 
It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't know. I don't get it. You know, golf is golf is golf is golf. So it's not going to happen. It's not going to last long. You're going to run out of money. It's there's only so much in the world, right? And we're just we're just going to wait and see what PJ does for punishment and see if see if something changes. I don't know what they have or what they're thinking about changes. Nothing's going to take away from the four majors, you know, down the road, 10 years down the road, if this, if this league takes off and they potentially buy the rights of the PGA. And I just don't see that happening ever. But not, like I said, nothing's going to take away from the, from the majors. The Masters is going to be the Masters. Yeah. It's just going to keep going on from there. And Tiger's going to win another Masters in the next five years. So that's all. You got it. Yeah, you absolutely so. got it. So we talked about pro-ams a little bit, and we got the memorial coming up. And I believe that is our next topic, isn't it, Gubby? Is that the one that yes, we're going to close out with? Yes, on to memorial. So Bring speaking of milkshakes. Before the milkshake, speaking of the pro-am, we shout out to Swoosh Golf or Swoosh Guy. Sorry. God. Oh, Swoosh Golf. This was Dan, Dan. Across the pond, Dan, our boy. Yeah. Way to go, man. Way to go catching pictures of Rory's playing partner today at the pro-am. Was a CEO of a certain company that starts with N and ends with Ike. E. <laughs> no, you could say it's across the pond. Yeah, yeah across the pond. It's, they call yeah. them Nikes over there. I know. I know. <laughs> so I guess this is my question to you guys before we do our picks. Uh, and by the way, for the U.S. Ladies Open, we're rooting for a one-two finish. Gabby Lemieux, Michelle Wee West, one and two Yes, is what we're all picking there. But if you were Rory and you were talking, what do you think the CEO is asking Rory? And what would you want Rory to tell the CEO? Oh, Keith, Keith is feeling it. Like, what would it be? So, you know, what do you think? I'm going to go first to Mr. Gumby here. I've never played it. Thank you. But do you think they talk a lot of shop in programs or do you think they just shoot the shit like normal? Like, they just like, it's just small talk central. Because if they talk shop, Rory is saying, we're not happy. We need to pivot. And, and we need to get some stability shoes in here. I, I don't think apparel phases him. He's like, he's gone to the, the heritage 72 hat. Like he, yeah, he's just gone a little bit more classical um, now. So I don't think that's ever like changed, but it's kind of funny because on the range range sessions, videos at home, he's, he's rocking nineties. And then, in tournament play, he's rocking victory tours, you know? So it's like, what, what is it about those two different shoes that he's liking and not liking? And does he feel obligated that like it's his shoe that he has to wear in a tour event? Whereas if he wanted to, he would actually just wear nineties or spikes versus not spikes, you know, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I'm telling him like, we don't care about, golf right now and that needs to change hopefully because if i'm Roy McIlroy and i'm protecting my brand and my like um image going forward if my largest sponsor is not marketing me then i don't feel like i'm doing justice to my like brand my my persona like it's kind of thing you know and that's 
And even if they're not, and if they're not marketing even the bigger one that they have on staff as well, then that's an even like bigger problem. Like they're just not doing anything. So, you know, I don't think, I don't think one pro-am um, is going to make a difference. I do think it is a, a good sign of faith that he is there playing with him because he's never been like what we have seen, never been there before kind of thing. Like I don't remember yeah. Phil ever playing anything. I don't remember um, the one before it, like Mark Parker ever playing in one either, you know? So um, yeah, I don't know. I think it is a good sign of faith in a sense too. Keith. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with you, Gumby, too, on that. But with pro-ams, that's just to go off topic real quick. I would love to play in a pro-am just once in my life. It's on my bucket list. I want to see how nervous and how much I can shake on the first tee in a pro-am, maybe at the Travelers or something. But I mean, are you um, on the first tee or on the first putting green with your putting shakes? Oh, putting is <laughs> – we'll get into that. I got I to gotta be I got to record it for you guys because it's it's just a mental thing, and I just can't pull the putter back without going offline or shaking, and then I'll hit the toe or hit the heel of the putter. It's just and on a tangent, on a tangent, you have a pretty like hefty Scotty, right? Like it's it's like a mid mallet Scotty, isn't it? I got rid of it. I went. Back, oh, okay. I'm back to my original method. Yeah. And I love it. I, I'm never going to, I just put it away, put it in the penalty box for a little bit and I yeah. just bring it back out. Okay. That's all right, I do um, with that. No, no, we're just going to go off on tangents. It makes, <laughs> makes us look good. Yep. Um, no, I'm with you. I hope the first discussion Roy brought up was what are you doing with Tiger Woods's foot? Like, let's go. I hope that was the first thing out of Rory's mouth because those two, those two are guys um, I hope that that discussion between the CEO and Roy happened with just him personally. Like, I love this brand. I want us to do more with this brand and promote this brand more. And I hope Rory got the message over to the CEO. I, I really do. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Do you think so? I mean, I work for like a small company and I love my CEO and I, I can talk to him about stuff, but I can tell you that if I'm talking to him about like work stuff, like it's never going to get like implemented. You know, like if I see something from like if I see something from a cultural standpoint, he'll implement it. But if I see something from like a design standpoint, I don't know if it's gonna like it has too many channels to travel through before it like the change gets back to me in a sense. And I can only imagine that it is tenfold at a company like Nike. So that's my only thing is like, does it matter or is it more just like good faith? You know, Matt, I know you have thoughts on this. I was the inverse of Keith. I was thinking that, I wonder if this if the CEO would ask Rory. And, and by the way, first off, before I even start there, uh, shout out to John Donahoe, who looked pretty good. He had the wash teal topography yeah. polo on. He was wearing the Zoom Victory Tour too. He's wearing spikes, everybody. Uh, and the Rappel Five Pocket, which by the way, I got the Rappel Five Pocket and I wore it at Ozark National. 
it's stupendous guys it's phenomenal and it's way better material than the regular five pocket doesn't wrinkle as much holds up very nicely so if you see the repel five pocket it's got a little velcro patch above the right back pocket for your glove highly recommend now that i'm done uh with that i think if i was him i would ask rory what's up with your guy tiger because i wonder if there is even a line of communication like you know, it, Rory could easily say, well, hey, you know, are you guys supporting him? Are you marketing him? Uh, and I, I like where you're going with it, Gumby, in the idea that when they signed Rory all those years ago, it's because he was going to be the one that moves the needle after after Tiger, right? right? And we talked about it with Blake. He is the one golfer that does move the needle. When people see he's on the first round, I want to check the ratings. But, you know, when he's doing the Rory bop and he's going on fire, people want to tune in. And they want to see what he's wearing and he looks good while he's doing it. Right. Yeah. And if I'm Rory, it's, and this is no, not cause you know, I love basketball, but man, Nike, I see a lot of Paul George, man, Nike. Oh, I see a lot of boy. Kyrie Irving eight Nike. I see a lot of stuff out there that is not golf. So the, the question is, are, are you in the game just to be in the game or are you here to grow the game? Are you here to grow me as a brand and an athlete? Because it's a two way street, right? Like there are some athletes that are made by Nike. Thousand percent. I, I definitely think that, right? Like some guys benefit by being part of the Nike brand. Yeah. But Rory is the one. He, Him and Tiger are the ones where it, and who's built up Nike golf more and Nike as a brand more than Tiger Woods. I think I think at one point somebody told me like golf polos sell more than anything else in all of Nike's catalog golf polos. Yeah. You know, Father's Day, I don't know how many monarchs they sell a golf polo. Right. And whether it's on CBS or LIV or whatever. Sorry, I had to throw that joke in there. No, and I, I just yeah. what did I do last week? But buy a golf polo. What color did I buy? A red tiger because I like I have four maybe five in the closet and i was like yeah it's time for another one i need another one for the rotation like that's just that is the needle right that's the thing too is look guys we may be at a dead horse over here at at spruce life podcast based off of our love of the old days of nike golf okay bear with us it i don't know if i'll ever let it go because it was it was really good and and I've said I might just my captions this summer may just be all of Nike's old captions and you might not even know. But now you do because I've told everybody. But either way, like they marketed the Rory Tiger comparison to the T perfectly almost. They did the cup um, one, which crazy fact I found out about that that commercial is that I don't know if we brought it up here or how I figured that's who I found out from, but they were not on property at the same time when they filmed that commercial. They were separate. It was a separate shoot. Like Rory was there, then Tiger was there. They just couldn't work it out with their schedules. And they made that like no cup is safe commercial look like they were like there, like competing against each other. Then ripple effect after that. And the way that they did ripple effect going into the open, I believe, and showing all the classic stuff, showing how Rory grew up the same way that Tiger grew up idolizing Jack. Rory idolized Tiger, like, gives me chills to this day. And shout out to him right now. 
for coming up with one of our topics is what's our favorite Nike commercial. That's it. Ripple for me, done. Favorite Nike golf commercial, done. Ripple, straight up. All right. And so, um, yeah. And now they've dropped the ball. Now they've gotten like nothing out there. No one. We've seen a couple snippets in the past two years with Brooks and Tony, like doing little fun, cool things. Great. Awesome. Wow. But like those two are who we want and what we're missing. Get rid of the victory line. Get rid of the elite line. Get rid of that. Call it the tiger line, the Rory line, the player line, whatever. Brooks line. Yeah. Straight up. Call yep. the fashion line, the Tony line, because he's the only one rocking it and doing it well. Yes, sir. So oh, he's rocking it. Like if that's what you want to do, then that's what you do. I, I don't know. You know, so now, I, I, I think, think now I went on a rant. No, you're spot you're spot on. Brooks Brooks wins four majors and we barely heard a peep from him. Yeah. Yeah. We I, I think it's a good thing that the CEO was there though. All in yeah. all, I do. It's it's showing it's showing something for our game for our Nike Golf you know products. So I think it's definitely a good thing. And Gumby, you hit everything right on nail. So did you, Matt. So I got nothing left to say. So <laughs> well, no, but, but you were right because because Rory could easily turn back to him and say, "Well, what are you doing with Tiger? What are you doing? What are you right?" And I don't look. I also think Rory is the type of person that's like it is not his place to say what is happening with Tiger and Nike's relationship. And thus, I don't think he would speculate on it or say anything. And oh, to be a fly on the wall or just buzzing around Mirrorfield just because trying to hear that conversation would be great. But again, I think it's mainly small talk. I don't think it's actually brass tacks and is what it is. And, And for that, it's Mirrorfield Village Week. It is the memorial. Um, We're going to get into Keith's picks now as we wrap this episode up. But before that, I need two things from you boys. I need your favorite flavor of milkshake. I need your favorite memorial moment. Matt, you're up first. Uh, This is your second favorite tournament outside of the Masters too, isn't it? I think we yes remember that yeah so uh favorite milkshake uh for those of you that are all around the country shamrock shake it's, it's a done deal it's going to be a shamrock shake however if That's we're going to go McRib. if we're going to go a little bit more uh detailed here uh portillo's here in chicago does a a mint chocolate cake shake oh wow with bits of their legendary triple chocolate cake uh mixed into there so and yes it does get through the straws pretty incredible uh, in terms of favorite memorial, any anything that Tiger did, <laughs> he won one in the dark, right? Or was that the Bridgestone Classic? I think that was in the dark, yeah. where he hit the he hit the crazy iron yeah. over the tee. But yeah. um, to be honest, like uh, as far as memorial, I like the tournament. It's very reminiscent of Midwest golf to me, the tree lined fairways, and it doesn't make for like crazy TV. So I can't say I like the fact that it's I like Jack. Um, I, I'm will, you know, I really like Jack. It's nothing against Jack. It's, I like the tournament. I like the milkshakes. I like that it has a little bit of flavor, pun intended, there to it. But uh, I can't say that I, like anything really sticks out aside that the fact that Tiger won there five times. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I know it's, it's tied for his. No, wait, isn't it? Is it five or is it eight? 
Ooh. Isn't it tied with his most? So it was Bay Hill Memorial and um, Tory as like the top, the most studied places that he's won. So I believe it's eight. I think we're running five. Five wins. It's five. five. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know why I thought eight, but um, yeah. So I, I like I, eight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. There's been there's been a, a lot of the times it blends together there. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's Jack does a really good job. They do a great job with the animal, uh, with the children's hospital there, the zoo there in Columbus, all of that stuff. Um, the whole week is just a really good week for for Columbus, Ohio, too, and, and all that stuff, which is great. But Keith, milkshake, and mom. I'm going. I'm going with the chocolate shake. I have to go chocolate shake. I love chocolate. I'm not going to ever pass up a chocolate shake. Anytime I go through. The Wendy's drive-through. What do I have to get? Chocolate frosty. So I'm getting the chocolate shake at the memorial. And the best moment, of course, it's a tiger moment, but the chip in the safe par in 1999, where we chunked, kind of duffed his first from over the green in the rough. It was a tough, both of them were lie, tough lies, but the, the first one he chunked and just dribbled right in the rough again. And then he was almost like right on the collar of the fringe and had a weird lie and then just chipped it and just watched it rolled in. And he, the fist pump he gave with the crowd going on the, in the background was, he was going nuts. Absolutely. That 99 nuts. or was that like 2014? Because there was one where, cause that was my favorite. No, moment. It's the old, it's, old school. It's the old one. The old school one, 1999. Old yeah. school. So because the other one he was playing with, Ricky Pollard Rick, which is my favorite. That's my favorite moment because where he had to land that was like the size of a dime and he placed it in the perfect spot and it just trickled, trickled, trickled. And Ricky was, I don't know if Ricky's been the same since that, but like Ricky was making a charge that day and that just like stomped his throat out, (laughs) you know, like, which was like crazy. And then I I know after the, that was, Jack saying, like, I knew he would make it. I knew he would make it, you know? So, crazy. Um, was that the year that uh, he shot, like, an 84 in the final round, Fowler? Like, you wilted? Yeah, he wilted yeah. pretty bad. It's also a weird round because he wore TW. It would have, must have been 14s, right? Or 13s, I think. Like, white. Or whites with black pants and it was it, it's very stark against like the long grass to where he was chipping from so uh yeah. i always of- remember that too gum i was gonna actually bring that up because yeah. there's random times where he wears the whites where he probably didn't get the black ones in time yet for that year that he has to wear the white ones all the time again it's so funny because that was when they were doing prototype shoes for him that they only made a white version and so he had to wear white with a black like a bunch that yeah. year you know so um i do remember i do remember i do want to say 2012 my one of my favorite tiger red polos was 2012 had shoulder piping mm-hmm. white swoosh with a black outline mm-hmm. love the the two you know that one yeah yeah that's what i like about the current topography and morse code is there's like this really subtle line of red around the swoosh like you got to catch it right at the right angle and it's just such a nice touch. That's like his hat this year too. The hat with the red outline is just it's it's a really I love the touch. I love the 25 logo too for Tiger because it's almost like they broke apart the T like the T 
and the W where it comes together is when you take the two, like you break it apart and break like half of it down the line and then flip it up differently. It makes the 25, which is like, I can see it as a designer. I can see like, wow, that was awesome. So, um, it's good to, yeah, yeah, it's good to see they are doing special touches for him and with our apparel still with the yeah. red outline and the 25, like they are doing good things. Yes. We just want to see it more and promote it more kind of right. thing. Right. Like so. there should be like, even as simple as like an infographic of explaining the T the, the 25 logo, the red outline, what it means, all this stuff like would be cool. Like they've done, two, they've done multiple different shirts now with him in the crouch down his eyes, some other stuff, obviously the fist pump, like moniker, um, icon so it's like they've done so much little stuff like like show it all off like show it all off like sorry but like i love groovy q but like one like commercial with him saying that tiger would like is just it's not enough it's just not enough and should have been a series or make it yeah. a series make it more exactly. run it throughout run it throughout the year exactly. make it your theme maybe they will maybe they will but we're already kind of past two and we've only got one so i don't know but um for me favorite milkshake uh, i'm gonna go with strawberry uh, but if i was there i would have to get the buckeye um at Mirfield village which is the famous buckeye which is almost like a peanut butter ball but different um then blended into a uh, shake which would be sounds delicious because i love peanut butter and chocolate together um, and then obviously the moment where he chipped in there. So yeah, that is Miracle Village. It's gonna be a fun week. It's always not really a little bit hotter there, a little bit rough up, a little, always a little bit. Jack likes the scores a little bit lower um, there instead of higher. Sorry, like technically that's wrong. It'd be like higher instead of lower, <laughs> right? Um, so uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good week. And now we need, you know what we need to do to level up this podcast? We need theme music for Keith's pick. That's what we need to start again next time. Not next time, because I, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> we'll get into Keith's pick. Before that, uh, just want to remind you guys to become a supporter of the podcast, anchor.fm slash the Swoosh Life podcast slash support. Um, any little bit helps. Um, buying ball markers, all that stuff has been a huge help for us. And we've got a little something on that at the end of the episode too. Um, so stay tuned. And um, yeah, I think it's just, let's get right into Tiki's pick. Um, I'm going first because of my stinker of a pick last week. And I'm calling it right now. I need redemption. Home game, Jason Day. Jason Day. I knew it. I knew you were going to do this day. I knew it. Home game. Let's go. Damn. <laughs> I would pick him too, but we're not going to overlap. Not a lot of Why guys. Why not? Let's all take Jason Day. Says so the person tied for first. On the leaderboard. So we can't lose. <laughs> I got to get Now that we know, this is dangerous though. Now that we know the placement, people are going to play defense. It'll be oh. like, you know. I know. But I'm going to go with... Maybe maybe Matt has him on his list. Uh, no, he doesn't, because I know who he's going to pick. Two guys I might know he's going to pick. But I'm going to go with Cameron Champ 
there's got to be something going on with him. There's got to be another breakthrough coming through with him. Another W. Or somewhere big, close. Big breakthrough for him. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the other guy? Who are you thinking? Well, you're going to go with your boy, McRoy, or you're going to go with our little tailor-made lover hat boy, Matt Wolf. <laughs> well, actually, is Rory in the field? Rory right, isn't. Yes, he's in the field. He played with John Donahue today. <laughs> Just checking uh, if you're paying attention. It's uh, too late for that. Actually, the, at this hour, my two my two picks. It was between Jason Day or Cameron Champ, and I said, "Okay, whoever picks one." Of them, <laughs> both yes, let it leave. I'm scrambling. So no, I, I, this is what I really me. hope that the CEO told Rory. Put that Nike putter back in the bag so we can do a limited release. Put the words <laughs> back in the bag. And Matt's going with Rory McElroy. There we go. <laughs> That's so funny. Re-release the putter. Re-release the putter. Oh, man. That's great stuff. What a fun one. What a crazy one. Um, next week, guys, we are taking a break. Like this, just a week off, RBC week. Um, we're pulling a DJ and not covering it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just, uh, it's, it's been, this has been super fun. Uh, burnout is always real and stuff. And, you know, we're just going to take a week off, get recharged for the US Open, um, all of that stuff coming up after, and just, you know, um, push forward for the summer. We love doing this, but, um, one of those things where like he's up at camp right now or making him on his vacation do this i've recorded on my vacation matt's recorded um from hotel room stuff like that so we're just gonna take one week off next week um which is why like it was even crazier that like stuff didn't work for our normal wednesday release um because we almost just didn't do it this week and then we were like everything broke loose so we kind of had to um so Next week, we will be off, but then we'll be back after that to bring you episode 19, episode 34. Um, but right now, Larry Legends, Larry Bird, um, Scotty Pippen episode, all over the place. And, um, you know, super fun. Matt, what you got as your final words? Uh, final words. You spoke about supporting on the ball marker. Yes. Uh, shout out. We're hoping for the best for uh, Nick Kiefer. Uh, 847 Customs family's kind of going through a, a little bit of a battle right now. So he's a little backed up. You can check out his stories uh, to get the update there. But he is the one who created those awesome ball markers. The response has been stupendous. Uh, we did one of five and we want to do a second run. We're going to do a second run. We're still undecided. We might do uh, a cement or safari print still on the back. We're still not sure or what colorway we'll do on the other side, but it will have the box logo again. So get in line. We already have, I think, three or four people that have gotten in line. I would love to just, you know, hey, pre-sell these uh, and get these paid for before we we get a run out. So if we can if we can get a list of 20, that'd be great. Uh, right now, there's only five and uh, can confirm that the ball marker made it to the Grove at one point. So really cool stuff. Uh, so you guys can share in the fun. So that's a great way to support the podcast because then we would just put that into getting more and more stuff out there. We're not trying to price gouge anybody, just trying to make cool stuff that 
yeah. keeps this train going. Uh, that's awesome. And then the last thing, and the one thing that you could do if you're, if you're asking, hey, how can I support, but you don't have any additional income, like, look, I know gas prices have doubled in the last year. Inflation is real. The one thing you can do to really help us out, like, rate, and review. So I, I know on, on Apple, we were looking at the reviews. If you guys can just throw a couple quick reviews up there, it doesn't have to be anything long, no poems. Uh, keep it, you know, keep it, keep it a hundred, but we'd love to get just some of your feedback in the reviews and just all that stuff helps the pod grow, helps it become suggested to other users who will find us and help join the, the community. And for those of you that are on the Facebook forums, you're in the discords, you're on the golf works and all that stuff or golf WRX. I'm sorry. We always mess that one up. <laughs> hey, throw some links out there. Throw some links out yeah. there. Uh, we got a great listenership and we love the interactions on Instagram. So keep them coming. Yeah, no, it's super huge. It's um, everything that Matt said. We echo tenfold here and we're just, we love doing this. We're super excited. We are like, again, all of the stuff that we, when we do orders of apparel in the future, hats, we'll all be pre-order stuff just so that we, um, you know, can sort of fund it a little bit where there's not much capital coming in to like do a ton uh, up front, but we want to get some cool stuff out to you guys. We've got some cool um, thoughts on apparel. Keith and I have been going back and forth on a couple of things with the series that we want to do for apparel, which would be awesome. Um, and that will probably ramp up in the fall um, to winter. Um, I might be out with a baby, but at the same time, we can, um, we want to get you guys some cool stuff before the holiday season. So again, um, any help is, is helpful. We will do another giveaway at 750 followers on Instagram, and we will do another giveaway at a thousand followers on Instagram. So we're at like 640 right now. So another hundred to go, um, or so. So tell your friends, subscribe to the Swoosh Life podcast, um, via, you know, podcast but also instagram um as well keith any final words will you actually come down and play this weekend you think i'm hoping to i'm hoping yeah. to hoping we to will we will live stream time. too we will post from the swoosh life account if keith and i get out this weekend i think there's a good chance the weather's gonna be okay a little a little cooler i saw but you know it might be too cool to put the boat in the water friday and saturday so i have a good chance of uh coming down Perfect. but uh no, that'd be great. If, you know, we get a couple more followers. We have a lot of good things down the pipeline. Uh, definitely follow us on sh- uh, social media. Uh, definitely Instagram. Rate reviews, like Matt said. And God bless America and cheeseburgers. And I can't wait to see the video of Gumby. God bless America and cheeseburgers. Guys, for myself, Gumby, for Matt, for Keith, uh, even for Nick, apparently, on this podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Swoosh Life Podcast to stay up to date on all things swoosh. And if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at the Swoosh Life Podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash the swoosh life backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah.